Forbes Books presents The Sky's the Limit with host Dee Brown, the president and CEO of the P3 Group, the nation's largest minority, public, private, partnership real estate developer. Here's Dee. Welcome back to my talk with Nathaniel Clark, the managing partner of Chasm Architecture. Nate, in part one, we talked about how you built Chasm and what's driven the longevity of your firm. But now I want to go beyond the deal. Anyone who's flown into Hartsfield-Jackson International Airport have seen your work. The canopies that light up the sky in Atlanta have become a landmark. Tell me about your involvement with the Landside Access Modernization Program and what that has meant to your company and your legacy. Well, I tell you, anything with Hartsfield-Jackson Atlanta International Airport, you know, uh, the, the busiest, most traveled airport in the world, uh, you know, it was a $263 million uh, landside modernization program uh, under the uh, uh, ATL Next moniker. And I tell you, that program actually is what put Chasm Architecture on the map. We were in a three-way joint venture with top-notch firm HOK and a local uh, firm that I've always admired ever since college, uh, Stanley Love Stanley. And we were in a three-way joint venture for that project. And listen, when you're working with a firm that has multinational experience and they bring you to the table, uh, and then when you finish those projects, they market for you. You know, we have uh, friends at these firms and they say great things about us. Uh, we can go on any media network and say that we designed the canopies at uh, Hartsville Jackson, Atlanta. And, and, you know, they say, and they'll back us up because they know we put in the work. So, right. you know, this project was uh, 864 foot long ETFE clad die grid, you know, one of the largest uh, ETFE clad projects in the world. We've won numerous design uh, awards for this project, including uh, the SOAR award uh, for Maynard Jackson uh, here recently in 2021. So, it's just been a wonderful project. It was really a launching pad for my firm. Uh, and we just really experienced a, a great relationship with the city of Atlanta and also the folks at DOA. You know, many people think that the architects are solely responsible for the success of these projects, but you have project managers, program managers, you got city folks that work for the city. You've right. got other consultants. You know, when you're working on a project that large, and that complex in an active roadway in an active 24-hour airport there's a whole team of folks that drive the success of this project so right. for us having those deep relationships with the city uh the excellent program managers that were on the job it was just a really wonderful opportunity for us to shine and honestly out of that contract came uh the noise installation program which chasm runs uh, as a prime architect, and I think we're the only, and don't quote me on this, but I'm fairly certain I can say this, that we are the only non-joint venture uh, prime minority uh, contractor working with the city of Atlanta on a major program, and that program is the noise insulation program. And all of that was due to our level of work and success that we had in the landside modernization. Nate, you have an impressive track record. A few years ago, you worked on the Lizzie Chapel project. 
And on that project, you transformed the two-story Lizzie Chapel Baptist Church in Georgia into the Lizzie Chapel Flats, a three-story, six-unit condominium project. What do you remember most about working on that project? I remember how fun that project is. And you know this about me, D. Listen, if we're going to work together, we're going to have fun. We're going to laugh. We're going to joke right. because we do this for a living. What I remember about that job is that it was a lot of fun. I had two really good guys that we were working with, owners, and I actually leased space from those guys. And they, they gave us a call uh, about developing this project with them. And it was just a wonderful, wonderful transition of a, a historic church that they wanted to build six, you know, close to a million dollar flats within that church. And to deconstruct a historic building, then float a new floor in the middle of it so that it's a, now a three-story uh, building, uh, it was just a phenomenal, phenomenally off, uh, uh, opportunity for my firm. And I just remember having a bunch of fun working with those guys on that project. And, you know, out of that, we've won uh, a couple design awards uh, and we were featured in uh, Arc Record on the Road uh, in a, just a, you know, just a great project for us yeah. as a design firm. Uh, that we really enjoy. So, Nate, you're registered as an architect in dozens of states. Uh, you know, obviously, you worked with me in you know countless states, everywhere from Mississippi, Arkansas, uh, Virgin Islands. Yeah, you name it. You you're there. Uh, if someone's listening to the podcast and they're interested in a career in architecture, why do you think this diversification is so important? You know, I think diversification in location, diversification in team, diversification in the types of projects that you perform. It's not just the location, right? It's the willingness to operate outside of your comfort zone. You, you, you've heard me say that probably 10 times today, right? It's not right. just staying in Atlanta or staying in Louisiana where we have a presence. It's, hey, there's an opportunity over here are you willing to take a look at it? And I think the the yes in that is why not? You know, why would we just stay within this one area or just perform this one type of project? Because we all know the ebbs and flow of the AEC industry. So if I'm in, you know, a second tier city and I'm in third tier cities and I'm able to manage these projects this way, then it allows me to float during the recession. So there's bigger projects in Atlanta, but then there's smaller projects in Arkansas, but those smaller projects in Arkansas are my base hits, right? Right. And that's how I manage it. So the diversification in your staff is critical, right? You always start with the staff. I have one of the best staffs in America, right? On the architectural yeah. side, the planning side, the design side, you know this because you work with us. We have an excellent team, right? It starts there. And then the trust in those guys to execute around the country uh, is also important. So having a very broad base so that you can span the recessions and you have these base hits and you have your home run after home run with places like the city of Atlanta, uh, you know, at the airport and other contracts like that also help us to navigate an industry that has really big ups and really big downs. Right. Nate, since the uh, global pandemic, uh, it's caused us to have to think outside of the box from a development standpoint, as well as an architectural 
uh, standpoint. And so, as you know, we have a number of projects together where we've had to uh, incorporate uh, responses to the pandemic within our designs. Talk to us a little bit about uh, some of the projects that you're working on and have worked on that have incorporated the global pandemic responses. You know, every project we do now has bipolar ionization. Uh, we create projects that are responsive to the global pandemic through the mechanical systems. Uh, we also make sure that when we're designing the floor plan, space plan, that we can adequately socially distance within those spaces if, if, if it's required. Uh, we have projects where we create different um, planning uh, setups so that you can plan for a pandemic when, say, students are not in class anymore. You can use student housing for first responders. Uh, you can execute a student center or an office building uh, as a field um, mechanics place where uh, the, the where first responders can come in and use that uh, as a field operations. Uh, so there's many things that you can do for uh, from a pandemic standpoint, but mostly it's making sure that you understand how uh, the staff that are going to come into those spaces will feel comfortable moving in those spaces during a pandemic or after a pandemic. And this is probably not the last pandemic that we're going to have. You know, it's this one kind of snuck up on us. So right. I think all corporate settings, we have to be thinking about how to maintain the consistency of these spaces so that the CEOs and boards of these organizations have the ability to make decisions on the fly. And we're right. currently doing some of these things for our corporate clients. And you know that we're doing these things for our, all of our clients and the, the P3 model. Right, right. So Nate, Chasm received the prestigious Maynard Jackson ATL Next SOAR Award which is a distinction for joint ventures that consistently display a commitment to diversity and inclusion. Talk to me about this award and what it means to you and your firm. You know, anything named after Maynard Jackson and my name associated with an award that's tethered to his name, it's, it's humbling, right? It's to have an opportunity to design a project that is a legacy project for the city of Atlanta uh, it means everything to me. I think the importance that Atlanta brings to the table that they give these small, uh, somewhat insignificant firms like mine an opportunity to shine. And then it's up to us to take on the opportunity and perform at a high level and not take the opportunity for granted. And that's what we did. We wanted to make sure that, you know, we performed and we didn't take this opportunity as you know, hey, we're on the team now, so let's just make money and not do anything, right? I mean, our voices were heard, and that was the opportunity that Maynard Jackson created. You know, I moved this company and created this company in, in Atlanta because Atlanta is utopia. There's a lot wow. of opportunity here that you would not have in other places. And I think that the launching pad for Chasm was me making the decision that I was good enough to start my own firm uh, in this market and be successful. And sure enough, 15 years later, uh, we have a very good reputation, not just here in this market, but the springboard for everything that we've done really uh, was the opportunity given to us at the uh, Atlanta airport. So it's an humbling, it's an humbling award. I take it very seriously. 
that when you receive an award like that in a joint venture, that you're at the table with you know these big firms and they respect your voice because your voice should be respected because you do the work, right? Right, right. And I think that's the most important thing is, you know, Maynard Jackson set this up so that folks like myself could have the opportunity to prime and to build capacity, not just to be yeah. on a team, to round out the team's numbers, right? But this was set up so that we could prime, grow in capacity, and then execute projects in other places beyond Atlanta. So Nate, you have been the recipient of numerous awards, uh, both you and, and CASM as a firm, including awards from Alabama A&M University. Uh, when you graduated from LSU back in 1996, uh, you were the first African-American awarded the College of Arts Design Dean's Medal. Uh, is there any particular award that kind of hold the most sentimental value to you? Uh, father, right? I mean, I think the, <laughs> yeah. the critical thing for me is that, you know, while I do all these things for my company and with my company, you know, I do not want my children. I have two girls and a son, a nine and a 10 year old and a four year old son. And the critical thing is I don't want them to resent the work that I put in at this office. You know, a lot of architects feel that they have to be at the job all the time. Well, you don't have to do that when you hire well and you don't babysit your professionals. So the biggest award that I have is to know that I have a well-balanced life with my wife, my, my children, my company. And the key for me is to be a blessing uh, and not concentrate on being blessed. I'm already blessed. So I think the, the folks that are out here who are looking for design awards, that's going to happen anyway, right? You hire the right people you pursue the right relationships, then those relationships become friends, and then you execute at a high level for those relationships, you're going to win design awards, right? right. So exactly. I think that's just part of the DNA of the company. But also, I tell everybody, don't miss anything for your children. I tell my staff this, don't miss a single play, don't miss a football game, you know, spend time uh, doing those things because the job is what allows you to do the things that you should be doing for your family. And I think that gets missed a lot. So awards, yeah, it comes with the territory. I mean, we've won some awards. I give all the credit to my team on the awards, except for the Dean's Medal. I mean, I missed all those football games and won the Dean's Medal. So I'll, I'll take yeah. that one. Um, <laughs> but you know, I think the, the critical thing in life is to enjoy it. I mean, you know, I, I say this all the time, D. We only got 50 summers left, man. So right. we got to enjoy the time that we spend with our family and then create leadership for folks who may have never had an opportunity to be a leader. Uh, Nate, your philosophy, I think, speaks uh, volumes about your character. So you have helped to build, you've designed libraries, arenas, airports, courthouses, I mean, fire stations, you name it, you've pretty much designed it. Are there any things or projects that you have on your architectural bucket list that you would like to get crossed off? Yeah, I would love to design my own private island back here on Earth. Uh, that would be great. But I think the, the biggest thing for me and is, is, you know, thinking beyond, you know, what we believe uh, our capacity is. So I want to work with folks like Elon Musk and 
Jeff Bezos to design 3D printed communities on Mars. You know, I think that's where it's heading. You know, we're yeah. not just taking these flights to space to stay on a spaceship, right? So there's right. going to be communities right. that need to be designed. And I believe the only way that you can really do that is through 3D printing. Uh, 3D printing, sending the robot in the space shuttle or ship to Mars, dropping that guy off. And then we're working the 3D model uh, and the robot back here on Earth uh, until we can transition in the spaceship to, to, to go visit our own properties. So it sounds crazy, right? But it, hey, this guy's got a vehicle that drives itself, you know? So right. I think that there's a lot of, there's just so much out here that we can do if we just take the reins off, take the limits off, right? Uh, yeah. And just just shoot for whatever you want. Who knows? I may get a call from Elon Musk today. So right. I, I, the way I think, that's the way my mind thinks and sinks through these things that, you know, anything is possible if you believe that it's possible. I think we'll we'll do the our own private island thing sometime soon. We control that, right, a little bit more. Yeah, we got to get a spaceship. Right. We got to get a spaceship to Mars in order to ship over the robot. So we're going to need some guys <laughs> who are a heck of a lot smarter than me uh, to do that, which is where that whole followership thing comes in. Right, right. But I think the um, the private island uh, development is on both of our bucket lists. So we'll uh, we'll tackle that <laughs> one together. And hopefully the first development on Mars will be a public-private partnership. So, Hey, man. <laughs> I mean, why not? Nate, look, I've enjoyed having you on the show. Uh, it's been it's been great, man. As always, I, I appreciate you. You know, you're my, my brother from another mother. I love yeah. you, man. And uh, ladies and gentlemen, Nathaniel Clark, Chasm Architecture. Thank you so much, D. Uh, the love is mutual, brother. And that's it for this episode of The Sky's the Limit. If you enjoy the show, make sure that you take a second to subscribe so that you get my new shows when they drop. Also, if you have a minute, I would love for you to leave a review so more people like yourself can discover the show. I'll see you next time. This has been The Sky's the Limit with D. Brown. To find out more about D, go to dbrownceo.com. And to connect with the P3 Group, check out thep3groupinc.com. The Sky's the Limit is a production of Forbes Books.